Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who journeys with us these 40 days and sustains us with the gift of grace. Amen. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Now it's time for our children's message. Are you going to come sit? Were you listening to the psalm today, Victoria? Let me, let me refresh you. We did Psalm 130, and verse 5 says, I wait for you, O Lord. In your word is my hope. Have you ever heard somebody say, God is our hope? Or God's word is our hope? Well, they can't hear you if you don't come talk to the mic. Yeah. You've heard that? Come back, I have another question. Do you know what hope is? I don't know. No. No, you don't know. Do you want to hear what hope is? Hope is a thing that will make you keep going, even though there are so many reasons not to. Did you hear me? Yep. Come back. I have another question. Come sit with me for just a second. My lap's all yours. No. Do, how do you think God is hope? Please don't play up there. No. Come uh, here. I don't know. You don't know? Do you want to, do you want to hear what I think? You're God. Do you think that maybe God could be our hope because he promises us that there's good after the bad and that there's life after death thanks to the gift of Jesus' sacrifice? Yeah? Yeah. Do you want to pray about it? Okay, you ready? Dear God. Dear God. How I love you. We love you so much for the gift and the hope that you've given us. Amen. 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 I love you. Okay, thank you. I want you to rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. Jesus is moved to sorrow when his friend Lazarus falls ill and dies. Then in a dramatic scene, he calls his friend out of the tomb and restores him to life. You may be seated for the reading. And you will hear, it's a long one, so you'll hear a variety of voices. The Holy Gospel according to John. Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. 
So the sisters sent a message to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. Rather, it is for God's glory, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus, and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now trying to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Those who walk during the day do not stumble because they see the light of this world. But those who walk at night stumble because the light is not in them. After saying this, he told them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep but I am going there to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he'll be all right. Jesus, however, had been speaking about his death, but they thought that he was referring merely to sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. For your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe, but let us go to him. Thomas, who was called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go that we may die with him. When Jesus arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, some two miles away, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them about their, her, their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, while Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask of him. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one coming into the world. When she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary and told her privately, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews out, the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary get up quickly and go out. They followed her because they thought she was going to the tomb to weep there. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, 
If you had been there, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and greatly moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he have opened the eyes of the blind man, have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Many of the Jews, therefore, who had come with Mary and had seen what Jesus did, believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. We have a number of all of our texts talk about, about God's breath in bones and flesh in our embodiedness and what God can do with that which is dead. And I want to point out in the, the story with, with, Laz- with Lazarus, it's a long reading. I want you to feel a little bit the length of that because of the length of time that Lazarus was in the tomb. Jesus first heard about it, and said, okay, he's dying. Let's stay here for two more days. Now, I don't know how patient any of you are. Waiting for most of us is pretty difficult. Waiting for two days when somebody that is a beloved to you is at risk or in trouble, or ill, or dying, or in any kind of pain. That's a long time. Two days, just I'm talking about two days here. That's a long time. And then, first, Martha comes to him. And note here that Martha and Mary, who are often set in opposition to each other, as though you know Martha's the doer, Mary's the, the, um, the feeler and the listener and the learner. Yeah. They both say the same thing. So in this, they're, they're family and they're similar. And they both, both say, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. And then Jesus has this other conversation with the disciples about 
about what happens at night. And, and they're saying, well, if he's asleep, the disciples are saying, well, if he's asleep, it's no problem. And Jesus was talking about his death. And then they say, well, if he's dead, you know, what are you going to do? Another conversation. Just waiting during that conversation. I'm rubbing against my mic, sorry. Uh, against that uh, conversation, just waiting through that conversation. It's a long time. Ever waited for somebody to come out of surgery? And you're just like, okay, if, if, if somebody could just please come talk to us. Us, me, whomever is waiting. And, and then after that is when Mary has the same conversation with him. And the next thing that Jesus does is to begin to weep. The first thing that Jesus does after the coming and the conversation and the listening is to weep. Because when we encounter grief, when we encounter loss of any kind, one of the first things that we have to do is feel it. Now, some of us are better at denial than others, and busying yourselves or numbing ourselves, but eventually, we have to feel the pain. Which is challenging, because here we are, we're, we're talking about this God in whom we have hope, in this God who took bones, dry bones, and promised Israel, who was hopeless at that point, I will bring you back to life. This God who is already being threatening with being stoned, feeling the pain, and modeling for us that we have to feel it. We have to feel it. Not because we're being punished or, or that God is cursing us with pain, because, but because that is part of acknowledging our connection with each other, acknowledging how much we value our relationships with each other, and how much, even in hope, we can feel pain, and even in pain, we can feel hope. And then Jesus goes to say, roll away the stone. And by now, the disciples and Mary and Martha are like, yeah, thanks a lot. I mean, obviously, that's a paraphrase, but, you know, kind of waited a good time, didn't you? Even, even the, the, the Jews, and remember the Jews here, is those who are part of the, the organized establishment. Say, yeah, he could have. If he could have uh, cured the blind man, which we talked about last week, then he could bring him back to life. Lazarus, come out. Now, during all this time, I want you to imagine that you are the one in the tomb. Because there's already a lot of waiting being on the outside of the tomb. But a lot of us are inside some form of cave, some form of tomb, some form of darkness, some form of something that we are experiencing as death. It can be communally, in anxiety about our congregation, 
It can be in being trapped in some kind of destructive relationship. It can be cursed with an addiction that is creating darkness and entombment for you. It can be a wide variety of experiences, but we all go through periods where that, that's where we're, we're dead or dying inside. And it's dark, and we don't know what's going on on the outside, and we don't know about everybody else that's grieving because what we experience is being inside the tomb. I'm not personally a fan of spelunking. That's, I'm not claustrophobic necessarily, but that's a little bit too close for me. Um, you know, going caving and spelunking in these tight caves with somebody in front of you and somebody, anybody here do that? Caving? Anybody? Okay, because you can get into some pretty tight caves, but you can also have some amazing caves open up to you. But all of them separate you. And they're, the sound is its separate sound environment. And the air is separate air. And the, the only light that comes is from whatever headlamp or flashlight or whatever you're using. The reason I'm asking you to imagine yourself in the tomb or think about a time of life when you have been in the tomb, or if now you are, in a time of life when you are in a tomb. I want you to be aware that God and brothers and sisters in Christ on the outside of the tomb are grieving for you, are hoping for you, are calling to Jesus for you, are wanting action for your sake. All those things that, we talk, that, that I talked about happening is happening for you when you also are struggling. Including crying for you. And the point isn't to like, try to make you feel guilty or something, but to realize that even when we are alone, even when we are dead in some way, we're not alone. And there is resurrection. And Jesus, even when we stink, and I talk about this pretty much every year, even when we stink, when we're stinkers, I mean, there's a reason we use that word, right? Even when we're stinkers, Jesus is there. Jesus is there acknowledging that God's grace is present and there is hope and that Jesus says, God, I knew, I knew you were going to hear me, but so that everybody else may experience your glory, we're going to call Lazarus out of the tomb. If it is you, it is no different. Jesus is saying, your name. Come out. Come out. 
And anybody who has ever come through some kind of death, somebody who is in recovery from addiction, or somebody who is getting stronger after the end of a destructive relationship, or somebody who is, is reinvigorated for ministry, knows that that feeling of coming out is, you know, they say he needed to be unbound. There's kind of an awkwardness. There's kind of an awkwardness about coming out. And a lot of us, especially if you're a good Lutheran, you know, feel guilty and apologize and want to kind of pay back. All we have to do is be present and let God's glory be revealed through us. Unbind him and let him go. So when you are waiting and when you are grieving, know that that grief, that grief is part, part of that love. It's, it's horrible. I'm not going to pretend that grief is fun. But Jesus goes there with you. And then when you're on the inside, Jesus is there with your community, calling you out. Whatever your tomb is, now, if you have one, hear Jesus calling you out of that. Your name, fill in your name. I'm not going to pick on anybody in particular, but fill in your name. Come out and be unbound. And then celebrate with everybody who has been crying for you. And sometimes, sometimes when, when I am talking with people, sometimes I talk to people about their own situations. Way more often, people come to me to talk about people that they love being in crisis. Way more often. Jesus is with you when you're there. Your community is with you when it's dark. Everybody over the last several weeks at some level has identified Jesus. We know you are a teacher. We know you are a man of God. Show me this water. You are a man of God. See what he does. See what he does in you. You're being called to resurrection. We are being called to resurrection. Resurrection is being called to resurrection. Resurrection the congregation is being called to resurrection. Let God's glory be revealed in us today. Amen. Let us confess together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Sustained by God's abundant mercy, let us pray for the Church, the world, and all of creation. You have breathed into us the breath of life and live in your Church. Deepen our partnerships with our campaign churches around the globe, especially our sister synod, the Eastern North Dakota Synod of the ELCA and the Kua Mission in Liberia. And bless the work of missionaries who accompany them. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Your spirit brings life to creation and live in the natural world and restore ecosystems in need of healing, including those affected, affecting the lives of Alaskans. Uplift prophetic voices that turn us to the needs of the soil beneath our feet and the air all around. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You redeem the world and his peoples, free us from systems of oppression, unbind nations and societies from the sins of racism, sexism, and homophobia, raise up leaders at all levels of government who work to promote the dignity of every human life. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You weep when we weep. Be present with those who grieve or who are troubled by illness. You hear us when we call to you. Deliver us from the depths of our despair and free us from the worries that bind us. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Your spirit of life dwells in our assembly. Bless all the music ministry of this congregation, the celebration ringers, and those who lead us in hymns of praise and thanksgiving and in songs of lament and prayer. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You are the resurrection and life. Even though we die, we will live. With thanksgiving, we remember all your saints who now live in your eternal love. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your steadfast love and your promise to renew your whole creation. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. You know this one. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. God, the giver of love, Christ, the resurrection and the life, and the Holy Spirit of rebirth, bless you in this Lenten journey. Amen. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.